Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Wonderful. So here again, we're in our Tapping into Wealth Manifestation program. Today is module number two. And we're going to start by um, seeing if any of you have any questions, comments, what you have noticed in the last two weeks from our first module. Is there anything that you have had? I know that I, we've been communicating and there's been awesome insights and um, and changes even. I have, I have noticed uh, people sharing with me how they have like had you know such aha moments and really discovering um, where they're at. I know that a couple of you are not going to be able to talk, but they can type. So let me know anything that you have uh, pending or any questions. And uh, this is our time to make sure that everything from our, our first module, and I, know that I want to let you know that I know it's a progressive program. We're going to be addressing a lot. And if at any point something comes up that is, you know, from a previous module or anything, we're always going to be like, it's almost like a very gentle calming. Like if we have a, a, a calm that we're going to, you know, brushing, brushing away all the, you know, all the waves that may be happening and there's new ones that are going to appear. So it's a very gentle and very thorough process. And I would love to hear from any of you. It would be wonderful if you want to share your name so we know who you are. Um, and you're welcome to share. Anybody that is up for it? Okay, so everybody's okay. We should. Shall I get a, a, a thumbs up that we're starting with our second module? Not no questions or comments so far. I have a question. Of course, wonderful. Thank this you is, so much. <laughs> this is David. So, hi, David. Hi. So, um, I mean, I, I as, as you know from my message on Facebook, I, I got started late, and I wasn't at the last session. I heard a recording, and I had to go through it a few times. And I, uh, to answer your question, was there a change? I, I, I didn't go through a, 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 a very much of a blue period after that, but I went through a time as I was doing, working through the tapping at the, in the middle of the PROS program o- over a few days, feeling more settled about myself. That was, probably, that was profound in its own way, although it wasn't uh, wildly changing, I guess. But... The thing that I came up with too, though, is that as I'm tapping, I seem to have a choice, and one cho- one option is to focus on the fact that my income has not been great, and to, to acknowledge the many setbacks I've had. Um, but the other side of it is that you know, a few years ago, I began to write uh, several times, most mornings, several times a week, anyway, and the sense I get of uplift and satisfaction and promise and and positiveness I get from that, even when I'm writing about horrible things, 
um, is just so fabulous that it, it has kind of changed what I focus on in terms of my own experience of my abundance or lack of it. So my question is, do I, as I'm tapping, go back and focus on those points of pain to allow them to come through? Or do I look for kind of a melding of everything together, which means that those, those points of distress will not be as, as strong? That's, it's a really wonderful question, and I think I'm going to address it in, in several ways, if, if it's okay with everybody, because it may encompass so many other issues. I believe that um, whenever the pain that is present needs to be released, it's going to come up. Sometimes is you know we're going to go for it and we're going to look at you know we're going to shine a light on it so it will will come up and and you know just but at the same time if you focus on whatever is present in the moment so let's say that now it's like and this I want to share with you as I uh, as I came back from from presenting in Madrid that the, I have noticed that there's two two types two main types of people the people that are not satisfied with how much abundance, how much financial uh, abundance they have in their lives. And yet there's another group of people that financially they're doing okay. Yeah, they could have, you know, they could be doing better, but they're doing okay. And yet what they're doing is not something that fulfills them. And we have to find like a, a place where we feel at peace and we really come to this very deep inner peace that what we really love doing is truly our gift and we get so much pleasure just by doing, just by doing, you know, like for you is the writing. It's like, like you shared a moment ago, like even if you're writing about something that may not be positive, it's still like the process itself is like your soul coming through. And it seems to me that that is one of, one of the many gifts that you have. So I would be like, what is present? What is most present for you in the moment? Like when, you know, we're going to be, every module we're going to be, and we'll guide you through several processes and see what comes up. Today, before we get started, I really hope that you have pen and paper uh, or a computer if you'd rather just be typing whatever information comes up for you. But it's really, really important, especially today. In each module, is going to be the same. But especially today, it's going to be extremely important to write down what is the raw emotions, the sensations that really arise. So I, I want to make sure that that respond to your to your question, David. Or do you yeah. think that? Yeah. I, I, so what would happen is if I if if what comes up is I'm tapping is kind of a combination of things, a combination of of difficulties, but also the positive things recently, then just kind of allow them to both be there and maybe they kind of do a dance together and integrate or something like that? Exactly. And you will, you will, they will come as, as the, the most important part is to be present because you will actually, as you tap, sometimes one of the things that I have noticed is that in order to get to what is truly happening, we have to tap the interference. Yeah, I want uh, hop salad with Avocado lime range, small fries, and a large unsweetened tea. Excuse me, sorry. I'll, I'll double that. <laughs> do, you, do you have any idea who that might be? Who's wanting a salad today? <laughs> <laughs> that was wonderfully funny. 
<laughs> so is these coming from somebody's phone or uh, is it somebody in the call that I doubt that it's somebody in the call, honestly. I don't I don't really think so. But that was really funny. Did could everybody hear that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess um, I guess the message is we're putting in our orders to, to the divine <laughs> universe. That that sounds like a great idea. Exactly. Let's put our <laughs> our message to the universe and figure out uh, who's having a salad. It could be someone actually. I wonder if this uh, there was somebody on their way to work, and if their phone is not muted, um, then that could happen. That they're like ordering something. So it's not a problem. But it would be wonderful that um, whenever we're on the call, it when you can unmute your phone yourself. So that would be easy. I can unmute you from here. Um, so, yeah, when I was talking about the interference, it's so funny. I was talking about clearing interference, right? And then we <laughs> we, order, we hear that. Um, I think it's really important when to tap away. When we just first start tapping or we decide to listen, you know, we can listen to one of the modules or something has happened that is upsetting to us and we decide to tap or... In any instance that we we are choosing to take time for ourselves and release some and create some healing and release whatever may be in the, on the way, um, I often find that it's so important to really um, get in touch with whatever is present. It could be that just something very simple, like you know I'm upset or frustrated because you know somebody at the grocery store was rude. I mean it could be something as simple as that. But the moment that we start clearing, as we tap, we just name whatever is present. It's actually, I find that it's very often the case we get to a deeper place in a very gentle and very truthful way. It's very, it's almost like we get to the essence. So I wouldn't worry so much about what to focus on. Just notice what is present. I think that that's one of the things that I, I've been noticing in the last two weeks of so much traveling and turmoil and, and wonderful experiences is that how, to, how we can be present with ourselves and that is really the, the most powerful moment of all. And our minds are really trained to actually think about what is coming or what just passed and it's very, it's very tricky to just be present. So I hope that that really um, answers your question in a more thorough way, David. Would that, is that, do you think that's good? I am well satisfied. Thank you. Wonderful. So if anybody else has a, a question or a comment, I would be more than happy to answer. Um, and I'm, I'm happy for you to interrupt me. So if there's somebody else, I'm going to give you a moment. But if not, I'm, we may start with our second module. Any other questions? or any doubts from the first module, even if somebody was not able to listen to it, um, you know, and something might come up in the last two weeks, or are we all good and starting? Seems like we're good. Wonderful. Okay. So today's, today's what I'm going to... Uh, and. I mean, yeah, I'm going to leave you unmuted for now. If we, if I've noticed that there's a lot of noise, then I'm going to unmute you. But um, again, I hope that you all have pen and paper. And today we're going to address our um, early money or early abundance programming. 
And this process is going to be one that we're going to be, I know that, um, I hope that you're all having that this space and this time where you can just devote to yourself. Because it's a, it's a process where we're gonna, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and to see yourself and as a young child in the home that you were raised. And in this moment, I want you to see, just allow your mind to paint you a picture, and you're okay. Like in this very moment, even if your upbringing was not an easy one or there was conflict, in this moment, you're just probably playing by yourself. It's a moment that somehow, even if it's unusual, is slightly peaceful. You're okay. And I want to address the people that may have a a more difficult time visualizing or seeing themselves or letting their minds just paint a picture. I invite you to call upon maybe a photograph that you've seen of you as a young child or maybe even just imagine based on a story that you heard I have heard people that they don't have an easy time actually seeing, visualizing, but they can hear. It's more of a sensory thing than a, an actual visual thing. So there's absolutely no right or wrong way of doing these. It's, and the information that you need to receive will be there. I invite you to see yourself and notice that the people that raised you could have been your parents, it could have been grandparents or uncles. If you had one, a single parent, I invite you to notice that they are walking in the room where you are. You're probably playing by yourself or just entertained. They're talking with somebody else. And they just come in and they're so involved in their conversation, they almost like don't notice that you're in that room. Just, you know, you're content there, so they're just they're just walking and talking. As a, as a young child, you notice that they are talking about money. And specifically, they're talking about how much effort is involved in earning money, how complex it can be, how much somebody has to work in order to earn a decent living. And just notice the words they're saying. What is the body language? What what are they saying with gestures? Sometimes words are really important and clear, but sometimes it's a lot more transmitted by our bodies and our gestures. And notice that the conversation also involves people that have more money than they do. 
And what do they say about those people? And they say, keep on, keep on just comfort. You know, there's just a comfort. It's almost like a natural conversation, but notice what is the energy that all of a sudden is present in the room. What has happened that has really changed for you as a young child observing this conversation? Notice if there's any sensations in your body in response. Notice as well what thoughts may come up. As here, these important people in your life talk about money, work, effort, abundance in general, people that have more money, and as well, what what is how about people that have less money? I invite you to just. Really notice what is present. And when you feel that you have gotten enough information, I would like you to open your eyes and taking your time, write down everything and anything that you have noticed. Especially, I want you to notice the subtleties. Like, how was it for that child, for that young version of you, your younger self, to be present in that room? What were the sensations in your body? What was the energy present? Were there any strong feelings? For a lot of the people that I work with, Anger and frustration, stress, anxiety are really predominant feelings. And there is an intense component. A lot of the times there's conflict. And there's sometimes is there an argument that happens between the two people. It could be parents, not necessarily caretakers. I really want you to take this time, even if it's, you know, as a, shorthand in whichever way to really write down everything that you've noticed. This is truly powerful information because it's actually not something that we access very easily. So take your time. And write down what has what you have noticed and and how you how you felt as a result allowing your your mind to really present with the thoughts maybe even beliefs that you formed based on what you heard one of the things that people have asked me several times i know you know we may have you may have done this process before is that Many times, this is actually not just one incident. It's almost like the accumulation of different 
instances and situations. And it's totally all right. Just be be open to receiving all the information that you need. And as you start writing, one of the things that I have noticed kept has happened to me and with many of many of my clients is that as you start writing, there's other ideas, other thoughts, other beliefs that have come up regarding what kind of what kind of people we are. Right? We're hardworking people or we're spiritual people or we are, you know, affluent people. Anything that comes up, like, you know, we are privileged, we are fortunate, we are um we just we're just poor and we cannot afford we cannot afford much. We have to struggle. So I want to I want you to I want to invite you to notice all of the different sensations in your body, the emotions that may have arisen, and the thoughts. And it would be really important if there's if you're open to sharing. I could I could definitely um, ex, you know share more with you about the, the different possibilities, but I would love to hear from from you because this is what is going to make um, a lot richer our tapping and uh, it's going to provide a lot more information because one of the things that I have noticed so many times again and again and again is that as we actually open up, somebody may say something and it's like, oh my God, I hadn't noticed but that was exactly what was going on and sometimes we cannot put our finger on exactly what the word might be or the sensation might be. Uh, so it's very important that we all uh, contribute, right? It's, it is a very experiential process, um, and feel free to either say your name or not. It's absolutely up to you. I know that there's people on the call that are you know, are not completely comfortable. So I'm I'm reading from a couple of you that, yeah. So one person is writing that they noticed a lot of frustration and even anger at times. There was this tension present whenever money was 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 an issue and there was a lot of arguing. Yeah. With this intense feeling that there was a there was a lot of effort needed in order to provide. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a it's a very common thing, but also interesting. So what this person is writing is that as a result, sometimes uh, she felt that it was a little bit too heavy for her. That as a child, she was like a load, right? Because she had needs and she had to go to school and needed clothes. So it created an internal conflict about asking for what she needs, what she needed, which makes a lot of sense. So absolutely, that that's yeah, it's huge. And therefore, see how this is tied with the sense of worth, right? It's like we, there's such a conflict around abundance and money that we start incorporating and absorbing thoughts and feelings that have to do with like, I am a burden, right? Instead of feeling like I am here, I came to this world to contribute and there's joy and there's an openness for us to be who we are, it actually turns more into 
this feeling of burden, feeling that our value is actually compromised. Actually, we don't even get in, uh, in, in touch with who we are or the value that we have because especially in these intense moments, it seems like people, you know, children can feel like a burden, that there's too much. This has also happened a lot. Yeah. This person is also writing that there's uh, there was a divorce. And that is very, very common with children of divorce. That is it's sad, but it happens so often because the child feels like there's a conflict between the, the parents about their you know, money and who is supposed to pay for what, and the child is completely caught in the middle. This is incredible how many times you know parents don't realize the impact that this has, um, and it's so huge for us to to notice that. How did that impact us, and what was our role in the family? If we feel that we just were a burden, and it's a, it's, people have to argue, our parents have to argue instead of caring for us, to who will actually pay for what we need. So if anybody else would like to share their experience, uh, thank you so much for sharing. We're definitely going to incorporate all of that, which are, I think, very universal. Um, I don't know if universal, but very, very common, very common situation. Hey, Lada? Yes. Yes, this is Melinda. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Okay, so I have something that you haven't mentioned um, previously from any of the other comments. And what I have is um, there was, whenever money was discussed, there was a tremendous sense of judgment against anybody who had more money than, say, the the very hardworking middle class. And people who were, when anyone was discussed that had, say, more money, the phrase that was commonly used was they were money hungry and there was tremendous judgment and tension um, that went along with that and it was a very unhappy topic to try to discuss. Yes. That, that, I'm so happy that you brought that up because it's very common, uh, especially when there's... So what do you remember or could you, could you see, could you hear the actual words? So they were money hungry. That's a very... Oh, yes. Yes, I could hear the words and the tone of the voice. And obviously, a person can say money hungry in a certain tone of voice, and then they can say it in another tone of voice that makes it even sound much, much worse. Yeah. And so the, the phrase was spoken in a way that was very judgmental, and it carried just such a tone that the instant thought was, oh, my goodness, so that's a club I don't want to belong to because obviously that's them and this is us, and I would never want to be on the other side of that comment. Yes. And tell me about us. That's another aspect that I want you to all think about. Us is huge, right? So what would describe us? What kind of people are we? when it comes to our family. So it's like you mentioned hard-working middle class, yeah? Right, yeah, What else exactly. comes up? Um, interesting thing. I have a, um, a, a comment from my sister that she made once. My husband and I were reading this book written by, oh, I can't remember his name. His last name is Bach, and he had a... Um, um, a book called Smart Couples Finish Rich, and it was about retirement. And she had come to visit me, and she picked it up, and she said, why are you reading this book? I mean, yeah, I want to have retirement someday, but 
I don't want to be rich. And she said rich like it was a really terrible word. And so there, the us is, you know, it's the family of origin and it's a certain club and a certain level. And it, the message is, is such that if you go above that level and you suddenly start making a lot more money or you acquire a lot more for your retirement, well, then suddenly you can't quite belong to that crowd anymore because you have ascended to to another level, which would be them. Exactly. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh, yeah. completely, completely. And this is actually huge. I'm so glad that you brought it up. And I, I actually, this is something that is very, very common, Melinda, but I didn't want to bring it up because I, I'm so happy that you did. <laughs> uh, okay. And it happens... Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Is there anything, did, did you have, by the way, did you have uh, people either in the neighborhood or in the, um, you know, a church or any other place that actually, or, or even sometimes a relative, they actually had more money than you did? Yes, there was um, one relative on my mother's side of the family and also one on my father's side of the family. And they would have been um, my aunts and uncles, so a sibling of one of my parents. And it was a situation where both of those families had more money. And the um, insinuation was that they had, they had done dishonest things to get there or they couldn't have been good people because they had suddenly acquired more money. And the fact was they had, just, they had gotten better educations and better jobs, and that's how they ended up getting more money. But being as a child and not being able to understand exactly how they got there was just that, oh, well, they have a lot more money the way they're talked about it. It's as though they did something dishonest to get there and that they were bad people because they got there. Exactly. That, that's exactly it. That's what it's like. So yeah. rich people are actually bad people. And it, they, were they in any right. way um, that you remember as a child or that they mentioned, were they actually bad people? Did they do? No. No. no? Okay. No, no, no. no. <laughs> No, they were. There were some people. I grew up in a small town, and there were some people in the small town who had a lot of money and were very. Um, they did kind of step on the smaller people, and right. so there was some examples of that in the town that I lived in. But among the people that I knew personally very well, even though they had more money, they were still nice people. But the insinuation when spoken of privately behind closed doors was that, oh, well, they're really not very good people. They're, they're rich, and that's a bad word, and they're money-hungry. And so that was, that was the programming. Yeah, yeah and, it's, and it's really, really important because it, the part that I want to mention is, and we're going to address it over and over, but it's so huge because these, is, these are, even though you know it, like with your, you know, I may have... Instead of led you on a visualization, I may have said something like, "Okay, think about rich people and what you know." But the reality is that when we access it through our childhood, did, were you able to see yourself as a little girl and your parents talking? Yes, right. Oh yes, yes, I could see what I looked like, what they looked like, what the room that we were sitting in looked like. Yes. Yeah. And I could hear it too. Like, that's fabulous because what happens, even if it's, if it's not crystal clear like it was in your case, is um, our energies really, that's, that's when we absorb that information and our energy was impacted. So the subtlety of the message is so profound that sometimes, you know, it's like sometimes it's a gesture. 
sometimes, like you said, it's a tone of voice that is like, yeah, you knew that your parents thought that rich people were not nice or were not, you know, something to aspire to, On the totally on the contrary. But when we talk about, you know, seeing it and the impact that it had as a child, so can you get in touch with what kind of thoughts and what kind of beliefs you formed based on that? Oh, yes. Yeah, I can. So would you be open to sharing a couple of those? Oh, sure. Um, so one of the beliefs, of course, is I think we've already said is just that rich people are bad or that rich people are dishonest. Um, it's not good to be rich because if I do suddenly start making more money than the general level in my family, then I'm not going to be able to be one of them anymore. Um, one of the beliefs, it, it seems so silly logically, especially when I know what kind of work that I do, but there still is a belief that it's bad to earn money by helping other people because you're taking advantage of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know that it, it's silly. I understand that, but yet there's the underlying belief. Yes. And was there any, because uh, together with that one, tied with that, very, very connected, sometimes there is um, either a, a sense of spirituality or religion in some cases where, you know, the, the poor are the ones that are going to um, inherit the, the heavens. Or I, oh. I, Of course, I'm trying to translate that. It's coming so weird, but you know, I know what, what I mean? I talking about. Yes, blessed are the poor, for they shall inherit the earth. And it's so funny you say that because I have written on my list that the poor people are the salt of the earth. And that's an expression that um, I heard a lot growing up was, well, those people are the, they don't really have a lot of money, but they're the salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean to you? That somehow, that, okay, so they don't have a lot of money, but being the salt of the earth is, so much more noble than a person who is a wealthy person. They're wealthy, but they're not the salt of the earth. They don't belong to that noble class of being the salt of the earth. Right. That's the underlying message that goes with that. Yeah. Yeah. And do you see how all of these contradicts profoundly your desire to probably make more money? Yes, absolutely. And and how huge it is that we actually address these in order to really be open to a different reality. And and again, I want to share something very important with all of you because um, because I think it comes up and it's it, it's a very it's a great timing. Um, many times when I am speaking publicly, right? They, you know, they think that I'm going to just and, and it happened even now in Spain. That is like people think that I'm going to just be tapping, like, you know, I have a video and we're like, okay, we tap and we just bring money in, right? It's like I'm almost like a lottery, a lottery tapper or something. And, uh, and I think that it's so huge to, to notice that, for one, abundance is very different for each of us. And I think that it all starts with feeling free to be who we are, be authentic, and, and share the best, right? Share the best in us the gifts that we have to offer, and we each have our own. And when we are open, the world just naturally reflects back to us. Now, many, many times, almost every time that I speak somewhere, they ask me, well, how about um, being equal? How about sharing the abundance? And how about 
people that don't have money or they cannot afford either a pro services or something like that. How about what about those people? And I have found that it's so because I, I do come from a from a very spiritual background where Yes, I grew up with all of these, that if you are spiritual and you really want to share, if you want to help others, then it's not actually okay to, to be wealthy. It's just not okay. You're just, you know, it's, just, it's almost like an oxymoron, right? And one of the things that I have noticed, and I have noticed, I have noticed it in a personal way, is that when I value what I have to contribute and the world just naturally reflects it back to me, so I am in a position that I am, I am free and I have more freedom. We're going to talk about different strategies along the program to do that. So we're not working one-on-one with, with people and just like we're doing today, right, where you create programs and then they become products and audience and so on. But when I am in a place where I feel free and I feel at peace and I, have, I can be my best self, I also have extra time where I'm creating videos, I'm creating audios, and I offer talks many times that are free. Now, if I were in the situation where every hour of my day counts and I need to be working every every you know every hour of the day or you know every working hour, I would not be able to share more. Do you see what I mean? That it's almost like the fact that I could have the freedom because I have, I am earning, uh, you know, a good income is allowing me the time, the space, the the energy to really share more of of me with the world. I hope this really makes sense because this is a lot about for me to contribute in various ways. I am very aware that not many people, you know, not everybody can afford to work with me in, in a direct way. But at the same time, I am also very aware that all the people that are watching my videos or listening, if they resonate with my message, they reach out and I have the time to respond and guide and help as much as I can. So does that make sense that it's not all about not all about money and when we actually are doing what we love and we actually get, you know, we get to... Um, to receive what we believe we're contributing is like being being abundant also allows us to share more of who we are and ex- and expand our reach. Does that make sense, Melinda? I would like to hear from everybody, yeah. but since we were talking, yeah, it totally know? makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, Laura. Oh, go ahead. Who is these? Thank you. Thank you so much, Melinda. Yes, I said, who else was agreeing with us? Jane. Jane, hi. I totally agree. I think people think in terms of um, sometimes it being financial. You know what I mean? Like helping people in a financial way, but sharing your gifts and talents is also contributing to the world and helping those that maybe just don't have the skills. So it's all in how you look at it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's, there's, it's so much more, right? That's when we're, I was talking about abundance and feeling that we have enough. Not just, you know, for a lot of people, abundance could be could be money, absolutely, but it could be yes. health, 
It could be time. It could be energy, right? It could be just really doing what they love doing and feeling like they have the time to do it. Absolutely. Um, I I wanted to change course here a minute and just add another piece to this whole early money programming because I'm actually feeling some of the feelings that I had back then, um, like anxiety and a fear like in my throat area, headache, stomach distress. (laughs) Okay. Um, so I imagine those feel, and I had, I was a very poor eater. I was, I never spoke. I, I, I was very quiet. Um, so I imagine that, um, you know, my development, um, or lack thereof, was a connection to the turbulence that went in my, you know, went along with what, what happened in my home. And Money was a big issue, and there were a lot of arguments about it. And, again, we were a middle-class family, um, and it was all about working so hard, which kind of is interesting because it connects to where I am now as as a homemaker currently earning a zero income. (laughs) So the zero last week was like putting it down on paper, and that's not – you know, my husband, of course, is employed, but me, myself, personally – it's it's not a good thing because I can't grew up in a home where you've got to work hard and that's and you've got to work for what you want. Um, so then that gets into kind of how you feel about yourself and your self esteem. Yes. So. Absolutely. So that's really triggering. Okay. So let's yeah. Let's. So it's anxiety and fear on your throat. Do you feel it like a tension or clenching and your I stomach? And my stomach, I feel distressed, my head, and I never get headaches, really. Do you know what I mean? I take very yes. little aspirin. As we went back, and I don't know if anyone else is experiencing any physical symptoms, um, but it, obviously that's a lot of energy stuck revolving yes. around money, and that makes sense to me. That makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. So. Let's all start tapping. And I want to let you know that I am a huge yawner. So if you hear some yawns, I hope that you get some taste. It's a wonderful way of releasing energy. So don't okay. take it that I'm sleeping. It's absolutely the contrary. I'm just thinking that that happens to me. So let's start at a karate chop point. And I invite everybody present because I'm going to cover a few areas. And, of course, we know that a borrowing benefit is a, is a fabulous way of um, getting, you know, the wonderful results for all of us. So even though I'm feeling really intense sensations in my body, even though I'm you, feeling really... Should we mute... Should you mute us or are we all doing no, it No, no, no. I, I would love for you to echo me so everybody can have the time to say it as well if that's okay with you. Yeah? Okay. Okay. So even though I'm having intense sensations in my body... Even though I'm having intense sensations in my body. I am aware and open of this possibility. I'm aware and open of this possibility. To release this energy. To release this energy. That has been stuck inside of me for so long. That has been stuck inside of me for so long. And I honor all of who I am. And I honor all of who I am. For taking this for opportunity. For taking this opportunity. Even though I feel anxious. 
Even though I feel anxious, I feel fear in my throat. I feel fear in my throat. My stomach is upset. My stomach is upset. And my head is aching. And my head is aching. I know that these are all connected with what happened in my childhood. I know this is all connected with what happened in my childhood. I absorb that intense energy. Can you repeat that? I, I, yeah, I absorb that intense energy. Absorb that intense energy. From all the arguments. From all the arguments. All the, all the intensity about work and effort. All the intensity about work and effort. And now my body is responding because I am not working. And now my body is responding because I am not working. This is, a, this is speaking of the huge conflict I am living today. This is speaking of the huge conflict. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't know that. That's right, no problem. This energy inside my body right now... The energy inside my body right now... Is speaking of the conflict that I have today. Is speaking of the conflict that I have today. Because I would like to contribute to my family. Because I would like to contribute to my family. And right now that is not the case. And right now that is not the case. I accept and honor all of who I am. I accept and honor all of who I am. Including all of these sensations and feelings. Including all of these sensations and feelings. So starting at the top of your head and through the points. Intense fear, tension in my body. The intense fear, tension in my body. At the beginning of your eyebrow. All these emotions that is still alive in me today. All of these emotions that are still alive in me today. I have been carrying I have been carrying them with me for so long. I've been carrying them with me for so long. I absorb that energy from my parents. I absorb that energy from my parents. Working is something that we have to do. Working is something that we have to do. I'm just tapping through the points, right? Just at your pace. Not my chin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is hugely important to really work hard. It is hugely important to really work hard. Otherwise, there's no value on who, you, who we are. Otherwise, there's no value to who we are. Yeah. And I can feel it in my body right now. And I can feel it in my body right now. All the sadness of of recognizing. All the sadness of recognizing. That this is affecting me today. That this is affecting me today. There's a part of me that feels that I'm not worth it. There's a part of me that feels like I'm not worth it. That I don't deserve. That I don't deserve because I am not making the effort that I should. Because I'm not making the effort that I should. I have received these messages so loud and clear. I have received these messages so loud and clear that I believe they are true. 
that I believe they are true. There's a part of me that feels not deserving. There's a part of me that feels not deserving. Because I heard it so loud and clear. Because I heard it so loud and clear. With so much intensity. With so much intensity. Money is something that comes when you really work hard. Money is something that comes when you really work hard. And working hard is a really important thing to do. Working hard is a really important thing to do. And I haven't been doing that. And I haven't been doing that. Not in the way that they said. Not in the way that they said. There is a part of me that believes they were right. There is a part of me that believes they were right. Take a nice breath. I am sorry. I know that I've said some things that are really, you know, really, they seem really negative and, and really nasty. But I think that I gave voice to something there, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, it's so, you, so I, want, I want you to notice how it was, it was really incredible how, as we kept on tapping and you said it, the emotion just slowly subsided, right? I could feel it welling up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me, how are you doing today? And if any, we're gonna we're gonna keep on tapping. We're, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna we're not gonna stop here. But I really would love to to hear from you what happened, and if anybody else wants to make a comment before we continue. I, so first, I just feel I just feel a release. I feel like a release and a breakthrough. That's what I feel. Okay. How is your body? How is your throat, your head and stomach? Uh, stomach feels better. Throat and head a little bit not okay, but not, okay. as, intense. not as intense. Okay. Okay, but it's still present. Still present. Yeah. Anybody else would like to share a comment or a question about what's going on or to contribute to add their... their um, there's two cents here. Okay, so let's continue. Let's continue here. So the head and the throat are still, and are still like, you feel tension or is it achy? Yeah. Uh, my throat feels like closed. Throat okay. Feels- okay. Is there something, Jane? If you would like to say something in response to what you, what you heard. Or the message that you that you absorb from them, that you have to be a certain way, uh, and I understand that at the time it was probably not safe for you to speak. That's why there was, I'm guessing that you were a quiet, a quiet right. one, and just yeah. But if you, is there something that um, that would come naturally to you? If there was something you would like to share with them, to your parents, or you know the situation, what would that be? Um, I don't know. I would just like to tell them how, like, frightening it was to be in that atmosphere of all the arguments that occurred constantly. Um, yeah. It was yeah. just frightening to me, and I, I felt so unsafe as a child. Um, And I spent most of my time going over to a neighbor's home every day to escape the... um. The chaos that's heard in my home. 
So keep so start, start tapping as you as you're talking. Start tapping, right? Yeah, I'm tapping. Um, and I just uh, to try to be okay. I just constantly studied. I'm trying to get good grades. Oh, and that's how I created my identity. Okay, let's stop for a moment because I'm having a bit of a hard time hearing you. So let's just tap. Let's stay present with the sensations and the feeling. This intense sadness in your body. It was not safe. There they are. And they're supposed to protect you. And you just felt so scared all the time. Right. And it was just not safe. Not safe. Not safe to be who you are. There was so much tension and so much anger, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And we're tapping really quickly. One, two, three. One, two, three. And keep on moving to the point. Yeah. So this is... And these I want to share with everybody that even... If you are not, don't have a similar experience, it's so important to recognize that there's moments where, where there's going to be intense emotion that is just going to bubble up. And the best thing to do is just to keep, just tap on it and just keep on feeling it, allowing your body to feel it and release it, just inviting it to just all this energy that has been stored for so long all this intense emotion, the fear, the sadness, feeling not safe. And all of us have these at a certain level with some issue. may not come up now, but just this intense sadness, feeling like you're growing up and you are not really free to be yourself. You don't feel protected, right? And you, you create a false identity. And I guess when I was crying, uh, what I said was I would, um, I focused on schoolwork and tried to get it perfect all the time um, so that I would be okay. Um, because I didn't feel okay, but when I would get a good grade, um, I kind of used that as, you know, I'm, I'm really okay. You know, it's really all right. Right. So I I never could be my true self. Um, yes. Yeah. So it is it yeah, absolutely. So I I worked yeah, like you said, and I would keep on tapping. And do you so when you got a good note at school, where was that something that was recognized? Did you get some sort of recognition or positive response? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was all- getting good grades because a good grade would lead to a good job. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And it's all about hard work and we have to get a good job. It's so important to get a good job and work really hard because that is what we do in this family. Exactly. Yeah. So as we keep on talking, I want you to repeat after me. I have learned. I have learned. That in order to be successful, that in order to be successful, to be a good person, to be a good person, I have to set aside who I truly am. I have to 
I'm sorry. Set, yes, it's okay. To set aside, right? To set aside who I truly am. Aside who I truly am. And own a different identity. And own a different identity. That would be okay and accepted. That would be okay and accepted. Pretending that everything is okay. Pretending everything is okay. Even if under the surface I am in panic. Even if under the surface I am in panic. I am terrified. I am terrified. I have to pretend and hide. I have to pretend and hide. Because in this family, because in this family, we value hard work. We value hard work. And getting a really good job. And getting a really good job. It's not about knowing who we are. It's not about knowing who we are. It's about doing things right. It's about doing things right. And doing is the key word in that sentence. And doing is the key word in that sentence. Yeah. So I have to be doing. So I have to be doing. And I cannot stop. I have to keep on, keep on tapping and just listen to my words. I have to be doing and continue to do. It's not about being who I am. It's about doing, being active, and putting a lot of work and effort. And it's about hiding behind that doing. That is how we go ahead, we get ahead in life. Who we truly are, our feelings, are something that is not safe to share. And take a nice breath as you keep on tapping. Allowing, yeah, keep on tapping. Okay. Yeah. See how what is happening is that the huge message was you have to do. And this is something that happens, and Melinda mentioned it as well, and other people that are writing, yes, they're supporting you, sending you great energy in this moment. Yeah, it's a very common thing that doing is what really going to get us where we want to go. It's not about being who we are, feeling honored and respected, accepted, loved and cared for. Repeat after me, there is a part of my being there is a part of my being that already knows that already knows who I am who I am and the wonderful value that I have and the wonderful value that I have and that part of my being and that part of my being is communicating with the rest now. I didn't hear that in yeah. theory. It's communicating with the rest of my being now. It's communicating with the rest of my being now. Letting all of myself know. Letting all of myself know. That I have wonderful value. That I have wonderful value. Just being who I am. Just being who I am. I honor all of who I am. I honor all of who I am. Recognizing that there's a tear, there's a river of tears. Recognizing that there's a river of tears. 
that needs to be released and and, ex- and expressed and expressed in order for me to find my wholesome self in order for me to find my wholesome self i am open to that reality i am open to that reality and i honor all of who i am now and i honor all of who i am now take a nice breath yeah I hope you have a little water. I'm going to do that myself, too. Just take a little sip of water. Okay. I think that there's four elements to this program. Water, pen and paper, and the most important part is bring yourself fully and completely present. So a nice, deep breath. And tell me, how are you doing? I feel so much better. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Lada. You're very, very welcome. And this is this is the beginning, right? I would really like you to to know that we. I think we started at around um, forty minutes into the call because I would love you for I would love for you to do this tapping again. And anybody that needs it, it's, it's right there. I think it's really important to just, you know, make sure that you do it. This is this is just the beginning of the process, okay? Okay. Yeah. So, does anybody else that would like to have a, that has a comment or a question? We will we will address other issues. So, um, you know, Melinda brought a, a very important aspect of. The whole, you know, the whole early money programming, which has to do with people that are that have more than we do. Um, so feel free to interrupt me. I'm going to share something that I think is is very important when it comes to these uh, with people that have more money. But please feel free to interrupt me if you have a question. I'm going to give you a second. Does anybody want to say something right now? Okay. So I'll keep on talking, but. Uh, Please feel free to interrupt me anytime. You can just call my name and I'll I'll, I'll listen. Um, and I, by the way, Jane, I want to tell you that there's a couple, there's a few people that are sending wonderful energy your way, and that they have feel very uh, very honored to not only accompany you but it touched on their on their lives as well. Well, thank you to all. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Yeah, it's really it's really wonderful and very important to be able to be vulnerable. It's, we're creating a very special, very special situation here where we're here to support and encourage all of us, all of us really. Yeah, I said that's true. Thank you so much, Robbie. Yes, and everybody. So I want to share something that that has come up before. I, there's another process I want to do before we. I want to do. I, I also want to do more tapping. That has to do when we have uh, either, see, when one of the things that happens when we're very young children is that we know, and this is just a survival instinct, okay? It's just very, very uh, clear that it's just pure survival. We really know at a gut level in every cell of our body that if we are left alone without these parents, without this family, without these caretakers, whoever they are, we will die. 
And this is something that is just we carry it in our DNA. It has to do with a tribe. It's tribal, right? It comes from like, you know, the time of the caves and beyond. It's just really we know that alone we will not survive. Now, how that is translated with when we're talk when we're talking today is that we have this, and Melinda brought it up. I'm so so happy about it because we have this very clear and very intense belief that if we are if we are not loyal, if we don't belong to this tribe, we will die. And I know that intellectually this may not make sense. And, you know, we all know that that is not true, especially now that we are all adults. But at the same time, I want you to, to notice that this is actually present in our feeling in our thoughts and beliefs, and it translates as loyalty to our parents because we are all really wonderful human beings. We're all really, we're here, and we, I, I know that none of you is out to really, um, you know, like uh, rob an old lady of their money, and that's the way that you're going to become abundant. I'm absolutely clear on that. So it's very hard for us as as spiritual and good human beings, to be disloyal to the people that brought us up, even if we carry a lot of frustration, trauma, anger, negative emotions towards them. There's both, both pieces are true. And I want to also mention, this is absolutely subconscious, okay? This is not something that we choose to do. But we subconsciously make vows with ourselves, saying, I will vow like in the case of Melinda, there's a part of you, Melinda, that has actually vowed to yourself never to be rich because that will mean losing your family. And you are one of many who has that, okay? It's like it comes from a very, very uh, deep, deep belief that we need to belong. Belonging is huge. Belonging is so important that if we actually break the pattern, if we become like the black sheep or if we in some way are disloyal to our parents, I mean, imagine how it was our parents that worked so hard to raise us and what, we're going to do what we love doing and make money easily. It would be absolutely like unheard of, not okay. So, oh, bless you. Thank you. So I think it's so, so crucial that we understand and recognize this energy. The energy that is subconsciously running in us when it comes to noticing where we come, where we come from, right? Our hardworking middle class parents and where we are right now. Hardworking middle class or not making what we want or unable to, you know, to save, or in debt, or or just wanting to step up, wanting to really break that, you know, that glass ceiling that we have created without even knowing that we did. So loyalty is a huge, huge one, and we're gonna and we're gonna tap on it. And the other one that I want to mention, since I'm um, I'm covering the two main energies that we all carry, is rebellion. If in any way we were hurt or traumatized, it could be a you know a big T or a small T. Any event, I believe that if we are we are all alive, 
and uh, we're adults. There's always been events and things that our parents have done and adults in our life have done that have really hurt us. And there's a part of us that knows, as, as much as we know that, you know, that very DNA, very raw feeling and belief that we need, in order to survive, we need to be with these people, we also know that what took place was completely unfair. And when we know that something is not just, it's not fair, what really comes up is anger. There's a, there's a sadness, there's a hurt, but anger is a very powerful emotion. So if you find yourself reveling or being frustrated, angry, annoyed, irritated, or just plain, it could be just plain furious with somebody when you were growing up. It could be a parent or somebody else. That what creates an energy of rebellion. And the energy of, of rebellion goes like this. I will prove you. I will prove you wrong. You know, if somebody ever said to you, you're not strong enough, you're not smart enough, you don't, you know, you're not supposed to want that much, you don't deserve in any different word, and you feel like that is, un- that is not true, it's unfair, and at the time you may not be able to express it, but you have this intense, rebellion, rebellious energy inside of you. It's like, we are going to prove these people wrong. And this is the case of many people that can make money. They can make lots of money. I have several of these, these clients, actually, and I believe that there's a few of you here as well. Uh, by the way, it's not one or the other. We can own both energies, okay? We have the loyalty energy and we have the rebellious energy. But the rebellious energy, instead of uh, showing up in our lives, which is like the symptoms that they show, uh, with loyalty, is it's about like, you know, not being able to earn more than a certain amount, having all this conflict when it comes to really sharing with the world with our passion and feeling that we deserve to get paid. You know, things like loyalty talks about staying where their parents are. That's what it's, loyalty is about. Rebelliousness, on the other hand, it's about making money or being successful in any respect, but then really losing it. Because what happens is that that will continue the pattern where we actually have to keep on proving to those people that they were wrong. They made it, you know, they wronged us and we're going to prove them wrong, that we are actually not what they said that we are. And I want you to pay attention because these two patterns create a situation that is completely subconscious. So it's not something that, you know, you can really... Um, you know, intellectually release, and that's why why I work with EFT because it comes, and this may be a good time, Melissa, to actually bring in, if you if you would like to be my echo and tap with me, um, all of this energy that has been stored and is actually blocking us because see, if we don't release, what ha- what happens is that instead of creating what we want, instead of taking action into creating what we want, we are actually reacting to a programming that is no longer useful to us. I hope that really makes sense. And if anybody has a comment or a question, I'm I'm more than happy to to hear you. Um, Hello. Hello. 
Yeah, I can I can certainly identify with that. Um, earlier, when I believe it was Jane was talking, uh, I saw so clearly the dance that I had with my parents of high anxiety, high tension, and it was all about money. And that, as a very young child, you know, I joined in with them in that crazy dance. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, how and it had to do, and it had to do with it's not enough, and it never will be enough. And then when I'm listening to you talk about the energy of rebellion, I the pattern in my life has always been to work very hard to make money, but then it didn't stay long. And I'm I'm just starting to see that maybe that's the answer you know, that it was the energy of rebellion. Uh, I was making money, but to still be loyal to my family, I had to lose it. Does that make sense? Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's exactly true. Do you mind sharing your name? Uh, My name is Richie. Oh, Richie. So, So wonderful to hear your voice. Yeah, Richie, absolutely. Absolutely. Kikau is a combination. The both start playing out. So we are, we are able to make money and then Right away, it's like almost like there's this like this energy that is pulling us back because they're like, "Oh, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to do that," and then you lose it. Yeah, I almost feel uh, when money comes my way, I almost feel guilty. I know it's weird; it feels weird to me to even feel guilty when some money comes my way, especially if it's a unexpected amount of money or something. Just, and I'm thinking, where is this coming from? This is so weird. Yeah, but it's not. It's just because, see, what happens is that if we grew up with parents that were really hardworking or with, you know, with caretakers, exactly, then imagine that here you are, like, sitting, you know, just enjoying your life, and then you receive money. Or even worse, you love what you do, and you really enjoy your life, and you're just loving what you're doing, and you receive wonderful money in return. It's like, it's just in, in energetically, it doesn't make sense. It brings up the conflict. That's why we, when we I was talking, uh, we were tapping with Jane about like it's okay to do, but not to be. Oh yes, that's very real. That really ministered to me because I I can see that same pattern in my own life. That's why I feel that I've always carried such a heavy burden, sense of re, a heavy sense of responsibility you know, for my life, for my children, for my, you know, for everybody. Right. Which is not healthy, which is not real healthy. Yeah. But one of the things that I, and and I I may agree with you, one of the things that I want you to notice is that as we keep on progressing, and I would invite all of you to do at least a little tapping. You don't have to listen to the recording. Sometimes it can be too long, or sometimes you can just tap along. But even if you tap for five or ten minutes a day, I can assure you that it's going to be a really, really amazing transformation because just get in touch with whatever the emotion or whatever the energy is in your body. If you think about your programming, whatever might come up, and just tap it out, right? As you name it, as you just say, you know, they were so, so hard, you know, they, they worked so hard. So, I don't know if Mindy, Mindy, are you are you on the call as well? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, good. So, um, before before we do another another set of tapping, I was wondering, Richie, 
how was it for you with uh, your parents and um, and rich people, people that had more money than you did? Well, what I really picked up big time is that somehow they were better than we were. You know, mm-hmm. because because life was easy for them, and you know things came easy for them. Things always came very hard for my family, and that uh, somehow, some way, you know, I picked up that. Uh, the analogy that I kind of grew up with was that I'm this little girl looking into the candy store, and everybody else can go in the candy store and get candy, but I cannot. You know, I don't yeah. know if that if that means anything or not. But everybody, you know, that that, that they had it, they were better off, they were better than we were. Yes. So that is that speaks with about the uh, uh, serving. See how yeah. is that. Tr- do you see how that translates, in, and in, including for, for Mindy, for Melinda as well, um, is that you really see when, when other people, like rich people, they're like either they're bad people or they're better than us, even if they're yeah. not good people, right? It, just, it, it translates, for a little child, it translates into whatever I want is not okay. Exactly. Right, it's just I don't, I don't, and then it translates because it, it all comes from us, right? We're like the belly button of the universe as little kids, so it's like we don't deserve it. And somehow, if there is not enough, it, it's so it's so weird, but I'm gonna say it: we feel like somehow we are not enough. Oh, exactly, Absolutely. definitely. Yeah, and that's a very intense thing to grow up with. So, you know, Ravi's saying, do you know, as as I was talking earlier, do we sabotage ourselves? Absolutely. Now, one of the things that I want to say about that is that it does seem like we're sabotaging ourselves. And we are. Okay? We are. It's not like I'm gonna we're not gonna dress it up, we're not gonna make it look pretty. But the piece that I really wanna share with you that is so huge for me is that this is actually a subconscious programming. When we sabotage ourselves, it's not because we are, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, excuse it. It's not because we're stupid or we lack, you know, we lack any ability or intelligence or, no. So it's not about, a lot of the times I have not developed with people, with clients, that they sabotage themselves, but then they beat themselves up on top of it. And that is another thing that we grew up with, right? It's like, I remember a client that her dad said, don't get up on top of that stool, you're going to fall. And it was a little kid, so she, you know, she just got on top of the stool and said, if you fall, I'm going to hit you on top of it. Mm-hmm. And that, that is exactly what, and that happened, of course. You know, she fell and she got, she got beaten up. But that's exactly what we do to ourselves. Because of our subconscious programming, we actually do sabotage ourselves, but... And then we beat up, we we beat ourselves up emotionally, right? Saying all kinds of really nasty things. So what I want to do is really honor who we are, understanding where it comes from, releasing that programming. But as we're going to do right now, honoring where we come from. It's not about fighting it, because when we fight, is actually you know if we we've heard the what we resist persists. It's not about fighting. It's about honoring and releasing. And it's about really becoming our best friend for really being here, being 
participating in this program, really being present in your life, wanting more for yourself. So, hmm, I'm, I'm feeling torn because I definitely want to do, let's definitely do more tapping and then, uh, then I, well, if we have to leave the, um, yeah, we'll see if we have time for the other process. It's a very powerful one, so I don't know if we're going to have time today, but let's, um, it's any, uh, so Mindy, would you like to, to be my echo? Is there any other comment or question yeah. about everything that I've shared so far? Yeah, one of the funny things that you had talked about was the rebellion and how the how it plays out in the end. And, for example, in the months of August and September, my client schedule was really full, and I did very well those months. But there was a little voice inside of my head that said, uh-oh, I might be making too much or, you know, um, my mother even made a comment of you're seeing too many clients, you're stretching yourself too thin. And so what immediately happened, it's almost like the universe conspired. My month of October has been almost empty schedule-wise. It, it was like this very subconscious sabotage that it, I totally went backwards. So what yeah. you said made perfect sense. And it's incredible how we monitor ourselves. Okay, I mean, yeah. I have, I have, uh, I have been in in private uh, practice for a long time. We all know that when we are in, in our own business, be whatever it might be, uh, when when we're not employees and receive a, a paycheck every every two weeks or every month, um, we don't really know how much money we're going to make month to month. And it's incredible okay. the amount of people, including myself, that for a number of years we make the same income. So it's the same income. It just says, you know, people go go on vacation, people get sick. One, you know, you work more, you work less, and yet, in the the yearly income remains the same. Yeah, we, yeah, it's incredible. But that that is a very subconscious programming that we need to really work with in order to, you know, just release it and invite something new. So let's jump in. And um, so in our karate chop point. Even though being rich is not a good thing. Even though being rich is not a good thing. Because rich people probably have done really nasty things. Because rich people, because rich people probably, have, probably really have done really nasty so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's see. Tell me, Mindy, where, where are you? Because I would like to have your echo, but everybody can say it. Where, where are you in New York, Maryland, New Jersey, yep. Pennsylvania? I'm in, I'm in upstate New York. Okay, so I'm going to do this here, here. One second, I'm sorry. I'm muting. There we go. Then everybody can speak. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, good. Okay. Yeah. So even though rich people probably got there by doing something nasty. Even though rich people probably got there by doing something really nasty. And they're just, they're just not good people. And they're just not good people. I want nothing to do with being rich. I want nothing to do with being rich. I completely refuse to being a wealthy person. I completely refuse to becoming a wealthy person. I honor that part of myself. I honor that part of myself. And I accept all of my feelings. And I accept all of my feelings. Okay. Even though rich people may not be good. Even though rich people might not be good. And they get it so easily. 
get it so easily. Maybe they just are better in some way. Maybe they're just better in some way. Even if what they're doing is not okay. Even if what they're doing is not okay. I accept and honor all of who I am. I accept and honor all of who I am. Including my judgments. Including my judgments. Even though there's a part of me that is completely certain. Even though there's a part of me that is completely certain. That it's not good for me to be wealthy. That it's not good for me to be wealthy. I will lose the support of my family. I will lose the support of my family. I will not belong to my family anymore. I will not belong with my family anymore. And that would be really devastating. And that would be really devastating. I accept all of who I am. I accept all of who I am. And I'm open to a different reality. Open to a different reality. So through the points, rich people are just not good. Rich people are just not good. They get it too easily. They get it too easily. Who knows what they did? Who knows what they did? Probably nasty things. Probably nasty things. Stepping on other people's heads. Stepping on other people's heads. Just to get ahead. Just to get ahead. It's all about money for them. It's all about money for them. You may come easily to them. Comes easily to them. But they're definitely not the salt of the earth. But they're definitely not the salt of the earth. And that is not something to be proud of. And that is not something to be proud of. Even if they're enjoying their money. Even if they're enjoying their money. I'm definitely not wanting to be one of them. I'm definitely not wanting to be one of them. There's way too much to lose. There's way too much to lose. And I'm going to add words here. Whoever, you know, you just use them or leave them. Sometimes they're arrogant. Sometimes they're arrogant. Money hungry. Money hungry. Selfish. Selfish. They're annoying. Oh, they're annoying. They believe they're so much better. They believe they're so much better. So much better than the rest of us. So much better than the rest of us. Who have to work so hard and so long. Have to work so hard and so long. Just to get by. Just to get by. There's a part of me that knows that it's not fair. There's a part of me that knows that it's not fair. And I don't like it. And I don't like it. I would like to have a different reality for myself. I would like to have a different reality for myself. But what would happen with my family? What would happen with my family? I will not belong to my family anymore. I would not belong to my family anymore. And I would be the target of their judgments? I'd be the target of their judgments. And I actually fear their rejection. And I fear their rejection. I really love my family. I really love my family. And I honor all the effort that they've had to do to raise me. 
and I honor all the effort that they put in to raise me. They are really good people. They are really good people. And I honor all that they've done for me. And I honor all that they've done for me. They did a lot. They've done a lot. And it was not easy. And it was not easy. They they couldn't be rich. They couldn't be rich. So why would I? So why should I? So take a breath and see, see where you're at. I know that a lot of things, and notice because sometimes maybe some of the words don't resonate anymore as we keep on tapping. It's definitely shifted. Um, hmm. It's feeling stuck in my throat, which is that's okay. totally common for me as I go through EFT, things come up and they stick in my throat and I just have to tap and clear it a little bit more. Um, so get, totally get in touch. There. So it feels restricted there? Is that what you're noticing? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So I want you to just gently touch your throat, very gently, like if you are caressing it. So get in touch with that energy. And the power is that if I I'm sorry? did get, I think the energy might be if I did overcome this and become wealthy, I would have to hide it and I wouldn't be able to tell any of them. Exactly. Absolutely. So your throat is actually holding back yep. your expression of wanting yep. to change. Yeah. Yeah. So right there you're feeling it. So just to the point, I honor my throat for this message. I honor my throat for this message. Because it's clearly telling me that I would have to hide because it's clearly telling me that I would have to hide. I would not be able to live to live an authentic life. I would not be able to live an authentic life. Because I would I would risk being judged and rejected. Because I would risk being judged and rejected. It would be much better to just stay where I am. It would be much better to just stay where I am. I can be a little successful. I can be a little successful. I can earn a little bit more money. I can earn a little bit more money. But to a point. But to a point. I cannot surpass that. I cannot surpass that. Otherwise, I would have to hide. I would have to hide. I cannot be fully who I am. I cannot be fully who I am. Otherwise, it would not be okay. Otherwise, it would not be okay. It's too risky. Too risky. I honor my throat. I honor my throat. For expressing my fear. For expressing my fear. For understanding that this is what's happening. For understanding that this is what's happening. And letting me know what the emotion is. And letting me know what the emotion is. What the energy that I'm carrying is. What the energy that I'm carrying is. Is just not okay. Not okay. It's just simple, simply not okay to be wealthy. It's simply not okay to be wealthy. And I honor my throat for letting me know. 
and I honor my throat for letting me know. Take a nice breath. We're going to do a couple more rounds, okay? Okay. The rest of my being... The rest of my being... ...is present today. Present today. And knows of a different reality. And it knows of a different reality. Fear is present. Fear is present. But there's also excitement. But there's also excitement. There's hope. There's hope. There's a desire to create my life. There's a desire to create my life. Free of judgment. Fear of judgment. Fear of rejection and abandonment. Fear of rejection and abandonment. Free of fear. Free of fear. There's a part of me that is really ready to come out. There's a part of me that is really ready to come out. Express herself. Express herself. Completely and fully. Completely and fully. Authentically and ready. Authentically and ready. Ready to share with the world all of who she is. Ready to share with the world all of who she is. There is more for me in this life. There is more for me in this life. I have more to contribute. I have more to contribute. And though there's a little bit of fear... And though there's a little bit of fear... I can embrace it and understand it. I can embrace it and understand it. Honor it and release it. Honor it and release it. Because I understand where it comes from. Because I understand where it comes from. But the rest of me is ready to step up. The rest of me is ready to step up. To share all of who I am with the world. To share all of who I am with the world. Take a nice breath. And see how your throat is doing. It's feeling better. It's yeah. loosened up. It's not as tight. Okay. Is there something else there? You think that it's still there's still something? There is still something. It's interesting. It's changed. It went from more of a um, more of a general tight squeezing feeling to a feeling of um, one particular point. Like there's, um, I would describe it as just a small ball of energy, just kind of stuck in one spot. Okay, and it's a, what is what does it look like? One ball of energy is it? Does it have a color? Yeah, if I gave it a color, um, it would be a metallic color, like a um, a deep silvery metallic color. Um, I hate this expression, but like a gunmetal gray. And, okay, um, looks huh. like a a metal ball. Okay, so is it, it? Could it be like a like? Is it like a, a almost like a bullet, like a little like not a bullet with a shape? Is a round metal ball? Okay, and is, is it is it heavy? It's made of it's made of metal. It looks like a ball bearing. Oh, okay. Like a ball bearing. 
Okay. And what what's its size? Is it how big is it? It's about the size of a baby pea. A baby pea? Is that what you said? Yep. Yep, like the garden vegetable baby yes, peas. Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay, so it's it's yep. pretty small. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So this is yeah. I'm just going to do a couple of rounds. So let's do. Even though I have these baby pea, what did you call it? A, um, not a gun ball. Oh. You call it something? Yeah. It, it looks like a ball bearing. I don't know ball how bearing. to describe yes. it. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. Even though so I even have this energy, that's like a ball bearing. In my throat. Stuck in my throat. I honor all of who I am. I honor all of who I am. With kindness and compassion. With kindness and compassion. Even though I still have this little ball bearing, tiny ball bearing on my throat, stuck in my throat. Even though I still have this tiny little ball bearing stuck in my throat. I accept and love all of who I am. I accept and love all of who I am. And I deeply honor that I am here today. And I deeply honor that I am here today. So through your through the points, I have this tiny little ball bearing stuck in my throat. I have this tiny little ball bearing stuck in my throat. Maybe there's something about it that I cannot let go. Maybe there's something about it that I cannot let go. Maybe something that I cannot say. Maybe something that I cannot face. Oh, maybe something that I cannot swallow. Or maybe something that I cannot swallow. It's just stuck there in the middle. It's just stuck there in the middle. Not coming out. Not coming out. It's not going in. Not going in. There's a part of my body that connects my heart. There's a part of my body that connects my heart. With the world. With the world. This is my throat, my fifth chakra. This is my throat, my fifth chakra. And it's the way that I actually voice myself. And it's the way that I voice myself. My authentic being. Authentic being. But there's this little ball bearing. But this but there is a little ball bearing. That is interfering. Interfering. Is it there as a reminder? Is it there as a reminder? Or is it a message? Or is it a message? I am open to understanding its purpose. I am open to understanding its purpose. Just close your eyes for a moment. Get touch. If you had something to tell you, something to express, what would it be? I think it's still fear of judgment. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense. We're gonna, we're actually, yeah. So if if you want to, you can actually just stay with it. And one of the things that I want to share with you and with everybody is that sometimes it's a, it's a process, and we need to really allow our bodies to really 
be on this journey and be on this process. So that could be there. It could be there for a little bit. Maybe you choose, you know, if you want to do a few more rounds of tapping, that is, you know, as, as or you can just allow it to be. Allow it to be and see if there's another, if there's something else. What would happen, right? Like, go ahead. I tend to be... Um I tend to be a slow processor. Some people have immediate shifts when they do EFT. They'll do a round and they'll immediately jump down. I tend to be a little bit slower. Um, it's almost like my body wants to just fully assimilate everything. So sometimes it takes a few minutes, and if I go back in a half hour and do another couple rounds or two, it will go away. Yeah, and That's actually there's nothing pattern. wrong with it. You're, you're not alone, actually, with, with certain issues. That happens even with myself with me, like I, I would be tapping and then it gets to a certain point and then it's like, okay, it just it, it yeah. stays there, you know, until there's something else and the energy keeps on moving because I, I notice that it's shifting, but it's just allowing to settle. Sometimes there's too much of a shift. I mean, we started and you were feeling like an intense gripping of your throat. Now it's a tiny little ball bearing and it's very important because the other thing that I want to I wanna mention is that this programming has been in inside ourselves for probably like 30, 40, 50 years, depending on how old we are. And, you know, in an hour, an hour and a half, we'll start shifting and we'll start moving, but it doesn't mean that it's completely gone. Right. So I hope that we, you know, the one thing that I want to ask of all of you to do this process is really honor yourself and be kind and compassionate, knowing that you're in this amazing and powerful process, and just allow it to be. You know, things will, it's just almost like riding waves, right? It's just allow the, the ocean to just ride you and, and just be gentle with ourselves. So I know that we're way past time, but I'm, I want to know if there's anybody that has an, uh, a comment or a question before uh, we we will do the the second process of this module um, next time. Uh, sometimes it takes takes a while, and it, but it's very important to do all the tapping. It really is, and I will also send you an, an extra tapping script um, with the, you know so you can listen to the recording. Anybody has how how are you doing, Mindy? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm it's better. Good. I am. I'm doing good. Great. Wonderful. Yes, thank you for the tapping. It was actually oh. very helpful. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for recognizing me. So unless somebody else has a comment or a question, then um we're gonna we're gonna stop for today and I'm gonna be more than um happy to hear what may what may take place in these days until our next module. And I will definitely be in touch. And uh, I am so happy that we're all participating in our group because it's so important to be, like, really supporting each other. This is something that we're, you know, I know that we're all getting a little bit out of our comfort zone. But actually, that's that's part of the process. So gently and with a lot of kindness, just allowing ourselves to move a little bit out of our comfort zone every every moment. Okay. Thank you so much for this fabulous module then and um, oh you know what I realized I have a couple people muted so maybe somebody wanted to speak and (laughs) it was my mistake yes yes sorry sorry (laughs) it was me this is David (laughs) I I just wanted to to comment that while we were doing the tapping along with the 
the the the exercise that I would start out and I would think this is not nothing nothing much is happening and then you would say one thing and bang it's there and then we would move on to something else so I think I have to I have to go through this again and, and listen another four or five times and and just go through this there was something so alive there and I'm not even sure what it was yeah. Yeah, and and you can listen to it again. Do you remember what it was that really? Uh, well, part well, there were actually a couple. One of them was when you were talking about this, this the idea of that as loyalty, you had to do things, not be who you really were. And suddenly, I'm crying like all over. I just can't stop. So that was that was very real, and all kinds of memories kind of came back, and I suddenly started having some understanding of what how I why I made certain choices earlier in my life and how I was futilely trying to be loyal and trying to honor myself by being rebellious and it was all mixed up together. Right. Yeah. And that happens to so many of us, David. It's just so you know, we're trying to it's it's such an intricate and complex issue, right? And and even as parents we try to honor who our children are and then we need to socialize them and, you know, teach them to do to be in this planet. Um and yet it's such a delicate balance, right? And we all process these. We all um most of us I think are grown have grown up with the idea that who we are, uh, it's not totally okay. We need to we need to just like adjust to being somebody else, and doing is something that is so hugely valued that being is kind of really takes a second place. So that's why so many people don't even know what their true passion is because they have disconnected from themselves. Yeah. Thank so you. I I would invite you to actually write down just even if you just. Just like write down the memories that have come up, ideas, all the you know, all, everybody would be really wonderful because this is a very rich process. And uh, and if it feels intense at any point, you can definitely do tapping, of course, and and I encourage you to do that. But also be gentle. So just you know, do a little bit, you know, write if if it gets too intense. Just you know, um, you know, allow yourself to really ride the waves without having to be in the intense. Of the of the experience all the time. I hope that just be kind and compassionate with yourself. Yeah. So, Davy, I hope I hope that you does that uh, does that work for you to just yes, just I'm really. Making, I'm actually making notes of things I want to write about <laughs> seriously <laughs> while you're still talking. Good. Thank okay. you. Okay, you're very welcome, and I, I really look forward to. To reading and, and staying connected through our through our Facebook group because I think that that's a wonderful place for all of us to share what's happening. Thank you, Laura. You're very very welcome, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch, and we'll we'll have our next module uh, soon in a couple of weeks. But stay in touch. If anything anything comes up, just let me know. And uh, by the way, I also want to let you know. Let me let me do this. Oh no, that's mine. Oh, I wanted to no. Um, I wanted to mention about our um, our one-on-one sessions. So I will send you an email soon, either today or to, right, you know, in this week, about how to schedule those and so on. Okay. And you're all very, very welcome. And I send you a big hug. 
and we'll be in touch. Thank you. All right. Thank you again. Bye. Take care. You're very welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.